The Great Sphinx of Giza was more ancient to the Romans than the Romans are to us. It is considered by some to be the oldest monolith on Earth. Sitting between its paws is a large stone slab bearing a legendary inscription. The tablet, made from a tomb door taken from one of the pyramids and covered in hieroglyphs, describes the events of one incredible afternoon around the year 1400 BC. You may be surprised to find out that by this point in history, the Sphinx was already so old that the desert had buried the structure up to its shoulders, and only the head was visible above the sand. On this particular afternoon, Prince Thutmose IV had spent the day hunting lions with friends, but by noon he was exhausted. He sat down for a nap in the shade of the Sphinx overlooking the pyramids, and when he woke from his sleep, he professed that the Sphinx had spoken to him in a dream and told him it was choking. The Sphinx then instructed Thutmose to clear away the sands and excavate the structure, and in return the Sphinx would make him king of a unified Egyptian empire. And that's exactly what happened. Some believe this was an early form of propaganda simply meant to legitimize Thutmose's reign. Regardless, it's a wide-held view that excavating the Great Sphinx was one of his most crowning achievements. But what it confirms more than anything is that the Sphinx has been the site of archaeological excavations since the reign of ancient Egyptian pharaohs. The inscription Thutmose left behind states the Sphinx marks the location of what ancient Egyptians referred to as the first time, or rather, the birth of all civilization. When it was uncovered again thousands of years later in 1925, archaeologists determined the Sphinx was constructed in the same era as the pyramids, around the year 3500 BC. And this has remained the widely accepted story, until now. New mounting geological evidence and archaeological findings suggest there are major flaws in the Egyptian history we've been led to believe. Some new theories even date the Sphinx to almost 12,000 years ago, long before human civilization originated. Is it possible that the Sphinx was built by some pre-ancient civilization? Are we any closer now than those ancient Egyptians like King Thutmose were to understanding its history? Find out today when we break down all the facts and explore what is arguably the most ancient mystery on Earth. Welcome to the abbreviated podcast where we abbreviate big ideas and possible answers to even bigger questions. In today's episode, we're abbreviating everything you need to know about the Great Sphinx mystery. King Thutmose IV himself credited the construction of the Sphinx to another pharaoh, King Khafre, roughly 1,000 years before Thutmose rediscovered it after having his dream. More on that in a minute. The Great Sphinx of Giza is a limestone statue of a reclining sphinx, a mythical creature that comprises a lion's body with a pharaoh's head. It's cut directly from the bedrock. As you probably already know, the ancient Egyptians were master stone carvers. Their work was extremely precise, and this is actually where the accepted backstory of the Sphinx starts to unravel. Archaeologist Colin Reeder points out that when you look at the Sphinx from its side, the proportions simply don't make sense. The head is much smaller than the body. This is extremely uncharacteristic for the work of Egyptian builders, especially considering the magnitude of the project. Now, remember for most of its life, the Sphinx was covered in sand up to its shoulders. This means the head should be in worse condition than the body, but that's not the case. Reader believes that what Thutmose actually dug up from the sand was a badly damaged mega statue of a lion. The lion was the top predator in ancient Egypt, and it was the animal the Egyptians revered the most. He also proposes that it was Thutmose who recut the Sphinx to resemble the Egyptian King Khafre, to whom he credited its construction. Other early carvings of the Sphinx, which are now on view in the Museum of Cairo, have clear signs of damage to the neck and head, indicating a lion's ears may have been hacked away and the stone reshaped to form a human head. 
Again, presumably that of King Coffrey. Curiously, in our own century, Frank Domingo, an NYPD forensic scientist, used detailed measurements of the Sphinx, forensic drawings, and a computer image to conclude that the face depicted on the Sphinx is not the same face depicted on statues of Khafre. Dating back to Thutmose, many cultures and individuals have rediscovered the Sphinx throughout history and attempted to explain its origins and meaning. Roman author Pliny the Elder wrote of an ancient library built beneath it, fueling this legend are ancient artifacts depicting the Sphinx built atop a pedestal. In the 1700s, Napoleon led an expedition on which it was rumored he shot the nose of the Sphinx off with a cannonball. He also claimed to have found a hidden door into the body. There is no real evidence to substantiate any of these tales, and while radar mapping of the ground around the Sphinx has shown some anomalies, it's likely those are simply the remnants of tunnels dug by grave robbers. What we do know is that when the Sphinx was fully re-excavated in the 1900s, a 10-foot deep hole was found in its head, believed to have held an ornamental decoration in place. The hole was closed to avoid future erosion. And it's the erosion of the Sphinx that really causes a mysterious dilemma for historians. As mentioned before, the dilapidated condition of the body was noted by many studies over the years. Archaeologist John Anthony West, a real-life Indiana Jones, became famous in the 1980s and 1990s for his radical assertion that the Sphinx displayed heavy signs of water erosion, not just the predictable erosion from wind and sand. What made this claim so controversial is that for the Sphinx to have been weathered by rain, it would have to predate the pyramids by thousands of years. Intent on proving his theory, West enlisted Yale PhD geologist and geophysicist Robert Schock to induct an independent study. As Schock puts it, he held the status quo academic point of view and traveled to Egypt intent on proving West wrong. But within just 30 seconds of arriving at the Sphinx, Schock said he knew West was onto something. The Sphinx, he noted, could not have been weathered by wind and sand. The vertical fissures found in the limestone bedrock of the Sphinx body could only have been caused by precipitation, years of rainfall. The last time this happened in the Nile Valley was 9,000 years ago. As Shock concluded, it does not match the last 5,000 years of climatic history. With Shock's scientific analysis as proof, West theorized that dynastic Egypt as we know it was just a fraction of a legacy of an earlier cycle of civilization that dates back to the end of the last ice age. Critics of West's theory argue that Egypt's heavy industrial pollution is to blame for the accelerated erosion, but this doesn't go very far in explaining the multitude of precisely vertical fissures found around the Sphinx. Now, it's a common interpretation that the Sphinx is a guardian for the tombs of the pharaohs hidden in the pyramids. But there's new evidence to suggest that this probably wasn't the case either. One of the newest and most exciting archaeological discoveries at the Giza Plateau is a wall that surrounds the Sphinx and nearby temples, indicating the Sphinx was in fact not a guardian, but actually was being protected. What was it about the Sphinx then that the Egyptians thought they had to protect? Historian Graham Hancock thinks he knows the answer. But to unlock this mystery, we have to look to the sky. It's exciting to think that the ancient Egyptians found the Sphinx as a need of study and excavation as we do today. It means for all of our growth as a civilization, we reflect a shared curiosity for our origins. We know that like us, the sky was of particular interest to ancient Egyptians. Astronomy provided the bedrock of civilization, dictating navigation, harvest calendars, and religion. The Sphinx itself was constructed so that on the spring and autumn equinox, its head gazes directly at the rising sun over the horizon, and this was clearly no accident. But Hancock goes one very curious step further in tying all these speculated theories together. He notes that Egyptians, like many other ancient cultures, revered the constellations in the night sky. 
We know that constellations like Pisces, Taurus, Gemini, all have thousand-year cycles when just one of them will hang directly above the Earth. This is where we get terms like Age of Aquarius. During the Age of Taurus, around 25,000 BC, it was common for Egyptians to sculpt and worship images of bulls. Thus, Hancock questions why is the Sphinx a lion and not a bull? Perhaps then it's all too curious if these theories are right. If the Sphinx really was built originally with the head of a lion at the end of the last ice age, by a pre-ancient civilization, only to be rediscovered thousands of years later by the pharaohs, then is it merely a coincidence? the constellation rising in dominance over the Earth during that era would have been Leo, a lion, and that before dawn each day the Great Sphinx would have laid gazing at its own mirror image in the sky. As above, so below. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Abbreviated. Find us on Instagram at Abbreviated Podcast, and we hope you'll subscribe so you can join us next time when we abbreviate something new.